Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Hey everyone, welcome to the Space But Messier podcast. My name is Tony and I will be your host today. Flo is on a well-deserved vacation and I know that she's your favorite part. I understand this. So you're not stuck with me for too long, I promise. Um, However, because of your amazing Patreon support and the support of our weekly listeners, I was able to attend the International Space Development Conference this weekend, and it's actually where I'm recording from right now. You can even probably hear all of the bustle, the background noise of everyone here. I'm just sitting on a couch at the hotel and recording this, and um, I'm having a great time. So thank you so, so much, and I can't wait to unpack everything I've learned over the next couple episodes with you. So I'll tell you that over the last three days, I have learned so much about what NASA is planning to build at the moon, how people are training for Martian environments in the Arctic as we speak, and how Jeff Bezos responds to my assumption that our generation will be piloting his spacecraft. So much more here from the Space Development Conference. I cannot wait to share with you. Quick shout out here to Matt Overmeyer, our most recent and our only Patreon subscriber this week. Uh, Thank you so much for the support. Your support helps us come to events like this. So thank you so, so much. So let's dive into the news today. Now the news this week is exciting because here at ISDC, we get the first glimpse of what's coming, not only in space development, but in space gaming. I may not have stopped by this particular booth if it weren't for a huge display of Neil deGrasse Tyson in this like retro color astronaut suit, Uncle Sam type glory, pointing at me saying, we need you. So if if you guys haven't seen that picture, it's incredible. Go to our Instagram, go to our blog post with this episode on it um, and check it out. Uh, So I approach, oh no, no, I'm, I'm filming it. No, I'm recording an episode for a podcast. Yeah, this is the space, uh, space, but messier podcast. Yeah, we release it on Mondays. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'll see you later. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Anyway, um, I, I, I approached um, this table and uh, just to check it out. You guys, you got to check out this game. I'm Mark Murphy. I'm one of the partners in uh, Space Odyssey, um, along with Neil deGrasse Tyson and his Curve Light Entertainment and uh, Greg O'Connor and and uh, Scott Rubro of Solaris Entertainment. We formed a company called Space Media Ventures, and we're creating we're creating Space Odyssey, which is a multi-platform gaming experience designed to get kids of all ages into space and exploration. We have some terrific partners in um, in our build. Now, this is projected a hundred years in the future, so we can use prototypical ideas and actually place them into the possibility that they've been actualized. So we can even talk about taking the physics and science behind a wormhole and utilizing that perhaps to compress time, which would allow us to journey deeper into space. So the focus for this is deep space exploration, exoplanets themselves, really looking at colonization and exploration and innovation. And, you know, we're bringing some more significant partners on board so that we can do design challenges where you're actually tackling real design um, you know, problems or, or things that uh, companies like, like Boeing or Bigelow or some of those companies are looking to solve. So you know, it'll allow you know, a really broad um, base of galactic explorers to engage in, in doing some really cool things with our team. And we're excited, Neil's a partner, He's not just kind of an add-on, so he's involved in 
you know, all of the, the build and ideas behind the game and the, and the, and the, uh, the platform. And, um, you know, and, and, and some of Neil's team at the Star Talk All-Stars as well. So we're really excited. It's a very interesting and exciting collaboration. Um, and we're working with Oculus on a, a very cool um, educational and immersive VR series as well. It's very cool. It's very cool. You can actually, we, you can actually, um, if you pre-buy the game, there's different levels to pre-buy the game at, where you get different cool rewards, including a unique limited edition poster of Neil, um, as well as, um, which, which you can see at the ISDC um, in postcard form, um, but also you can see on our, our website, as well as. Uh, autographed copies of the action comics where Neil explains Krypton to Superman. Yeah. And uh, 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 autographed copies of his latest book, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Yeah. And, um, and some other kind of cool and, and, and fun things. Um, the NSS, National Space Society, is one of our, our uh, strategic partners. So, you know, we're, we're going to be promoting ideas and innovations that they're trying to do, you know, within gameplay. So the O'Neill Colony, the Enterprise mission, you know, those things are, are going to be part of what we have, you know, in, in the Space Odyssey build as well. I do not know about you, but I will definitely be checking out Space Odyssey. Uh, right now, if you go to their website, you can... Um, pre-order this game with a bunch of really, really cool additions. You can actually get this print of Neil deGrasse Tyson um, as an exclusive at one of the levels here. Uh, it's kind of like a crowdfunding type uh, pre-order. But anyway, check it out. I will be having a baby very shortly, several weeks now, and I will admittedly be playing this while I have two weeks off work. So thank you for the vacation. Or is it a vacation? I don't know. We'll see. Today, however, <laughs> this episode is dedicated to a movement that is very close to my heart, a science fiction adventure so exhilarating that you're clearly missing out if you have not watched the show, and that is The Expanse. Now, this segment was not planned. I was not planning on doing an episode on this for you guys, I must say, but I was sitting eating my lunch, which I packed a lunch meat sandwich for this conference. It was delicious. I also had Fig Newtons. All of a sudden, I'm eating. I look up and I thought, that, is that James Holden? Is it an Amos? Oh my gosh, it's the pilot guy. Oh my gosh, it's the cast of The Expanse. I kind of freaked out. So I packed up all my things. I walked over to this kind of bar lunch area that they were at and all of them were just standing there. No bodyguards, no nothing. I mean, these are celebrities to me because I love the show, but they were just there. So I walked over, I started introducing myself. They were all so nice and they saw that I had a microphone and they immediately directed me towards the executive producer, Narain Shankar. For those of you who have never seen it, here's him giving you a brief description of the show. It's a show that's informed a lot by history. It's a hard science fiction show. It's about humanity that's spread out into the solar system about 150 years in the future. We've colonized the solar system. We can't go any further than that. What happens to people? When they <laughs> what happens to people when they separate, when they get out into the world? It's a, our history is a history of tribalization. It's like the first thing that happens is when a group of people looks upon another group of people and says, you're different from us, that's when wars and hatred and fighting start. That's really the deep theme of the show, is that humanity is spread out into the, into the solar system. Earth is the mother of all. 
Mars is its own nation state, and the Belters are this sort of like loose confederation of people who don't really have a home. All of those three societies have now viewed each other as different. And once again, problems are starting to arise. So we've gone so far, technology's gotten us out into the world, but we brought our problems with us. And throw into that the entrance of a new thing, a extrasolar origin, a piece of technology, a piece of something from somewhere else, that suddenly is really the spark that lights the fuse and causes everything to go kind of crazy. That's the beginning of the expanse. As you can definitely tell, Narain was such a nice guy. He was so cool, and meeting him was so cool. He's the friggin' producer of the show. Uh, but the cast was far more welcoming than I expected as well. I wasn't really necessarily expecting them to be jerks or anything, but they were passing around show graphics to autograph, and they were being rushed to the next room where they answered even more questions. But every time I stopped them to say hello, each of them stopped, they smiled, they shook my hand, they were clearly happy to be there, and they asked how I was. I chatted with Wes Chatham, who plays Amos. I took pictures with Stephen Strait, who plays the main character, James Holden, and even met Kara G, who plays drummer in season three. Now, I, I didn't recognize her at first because I haven't seen season three yet, so it, it was kind of funny. <laughs> Stephen Strait asked if she could take a picture like she was a stranger, and then she laughed at me because I had no idea who she was. It was very uncomfortable, and then I told her I wasn't caught up, and they forgave me. But it ended up being okay. Um, I spent most of my time actually talking with Kaz Anvar, who is the pilot on the show, and our conversation focused mainly around the title of this episode. For those of you who do not know, The Expanse TV show was recently canceled by the Sci-Fi Network, but the viewers have been up in arms in the newest movement, hashtag Save the Expanse. Kaz was able to tell me a little bit more about the movement and what we can do. The, the most effective way right now, uh, we've got almost half our season to go on Sci-Fi Network, and it's to tune in live and watch the show. The ratings got bumped up when you fans came to the rescue, and it hasn't stopped. And the, the better we do on those live numbers, the more attractive that show is to a potential uh, partner. So uh, we have an amazing amount of viewers on the Sci-Fi Network over a seven-day period. Uh, however, for whatever reason, the models in, in this day and age, they only look at the first couple of days. And uh, even though we've got well over a million and, and change uh, over seven days, in terms of advertising and commercials and all that, they only look at the first few days. So if you're going to watch the show, watch it right away. Watch it live or DVR it and then watch it right away. So when we talk about hashtag expanse binge, binge, catch up on all the seasons, and watch these episodes live. Yeah, and you, you want to binge, because this show is an epic space opera, <laughs> and you can't just pop in on season three and know no. what the hell's going on, so binge that puppy, and then watch it live on Sci-Fi Network. You heard it here, binge The Expanse, and catch up and watch all these episodes as they come out. However, this advice may not be quite necessary. After our conversation, we were rushed to the panel room where they took their seats, and Kyle Hill, who's that awesome science communicator on YouTube, he emceed the night. Many questions were asked, but it mainly focused around one topic. The writers of The Expanse are on this mission to create the best hard science fiction series of all time, and they're succeeding. Now, hard science fiction is science fiction that is actually scientifically accurate or theorized to be possible. So many times does this show just demolish these long-believed tropes of science and space. In one scene that blew the mind of the cast was actually one where they filmed a scene placed in outer space. The astronaut opens his visor, breathes out, 
puts his visor back, and he's fine. Now this can actually happen. Whereas before you may think that your eyes would bug out or your head would you know, explode or, or something like that, they're out to debunk all these myths. Now they just showed another scene actually that contradicted one of these preconceived notions uh, that you can comfortably transition out of hyperspace or moving unbelievably fast, we call warp speed, I think as well. So in an episode, they had this pilot flying through space. Uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, so you really wanna, you know, it's not a big one. They even told us, not a big spoiler. Um, <laughs> I hate spoilers though. Actually, no, let's respect this. This is somewhat of a spoiler. Um, just like turn it down for, I'll give you 10 seconds. Ready, set, go. Okay, so in this episode, they had this pilot flying through space at an extremely high speed, only to be stopped almost dead in his tracks by some sort of unknown force. Um, now I'll tell you that the only part of his body that remained was that that was tied down by seatbelts. I think that was 10 seconds. Very gruesome, very accurate. And that's the type of science you can expect on this show. But finally, there are a couple things you need to understand to fully grasp the atmosphere of what everyone was feeling that night. The Expanse was canceled by sci-fi. Viewers started this movement of hashtag save the Expanse. Netflix and Amazon apparently showed interest. The Expanse had someone fly a plane over Amazon headquarters with a banner that said to save the Expanse. And the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, also the richest man in the world, valued at $133 billion, just so happened to be at the gala that night. But so was the cast, and so was I. So after the panel session, we all filtered into the dining hall, found our seats, and watched as Jeff Bezos took the stage. He sat down for a fireside chat, they called it, uh, which is meant to be focused around his space exploration company, Blue Origin, Yet instead, he took out his phone and addressed the elephant in the room. Now, the cast of Expanse was sitting just at the table next to me, and I could see them all kind of anticipating what was just about to happen. He said that he just received an email from his program director with news that the Expanse has been saved. The room went absolutely wild. The cast jumped up and down and started hugging each other. In fact, many people around the room started jumping up and down and hugging each other, and that was it. We were the first ones to hear it, so if you were thinking of starting it but were bummed to hear it was canceled, fear no more and go catch up. I promise this is going to be such a cool episode. So right now, actually, um, as I record this, I'm on my way to a session with Buzz Aldrin about Martian cycling. If you don't know about it, stay tuned for a future episode. It's really, really cool. I hope to learn so much to bring back to you guys. Uh, but stay tuned for next week as I sit down with the captain and co-founder, because CEO's boring title, of Space Nation. Yes, the app that is training me how to become an astronaut and so many of you. I know you guys have written in and told us about uh, what you're doing on Space Nation. It's so cool. Anyways, I sat down with a chat with the captain and co-founder, um, and I got to chat with Jeff Bezos, the hundred billionaire himself, about what it'll take to fly his spacecraft to the moon. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it. If you want more like it, of course, with flow uh, this time, uh, then please consider, consider contributing at patreon.com slash space but messier. The more support we have, the more of these events we can bring straight to your phones. I hope you all have a wonderful week and thank you so much for joining me today as we set sail for the expanse. Rocket 
was definitely an e-ticket.